1: Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right. It's a Tuesday scoop session with our guy, Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department, the Scoop Podcast. You can find him here on the Score North YouTube channel and on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd podcast feed every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, happy start to the NFL season here. We are just a couple sleeps away from the first NFL game of the year, Dukes. Let's get it.
0: Absolutely. Droogie woke up this morning, my older son. I said, hey, forget about the first day of school for you. How pumped are we for Thursday night? Hopefully you get done with baseball practice early. We race home. We watch Lions against Chiefs. He then said to me, what's going on with Jones? Will Jones play for the Chiefs? I said, hey, no, there's no contract there. He goes, well, why is Justin Jefferson then playing why is he practicing i go well slightly different situation but certainly a situation we'll keep an eye on do the vikings get a contract extension done with justin jefferson by saturday night
2: now i think there is a chance if the vikings history and obviously Quazy's only going into a second year but i think there is a chance like we have seen dalvin cook adrian peterson the saturday contract before the season opener is not rare here so I'm wondering now, and, and Dukes, to your point from before as well, I believe Nick Bosa's contract is supposed to get done, right? Well, so, we think, but right. didn't you think it would be done Well, by
0: September 5th? If I had told you August 1st we'd be sitting here on September 5th that Nick Bosa would be unsigned, I think you would have told me, whoa, slow down, that deal would be done. But yes, because Nick Bosa, when he signs, will become the highest-paid Non-quarterback in NFL history. The question then becomes: When Justin Jefferson signs his extension, I'll continue to say it's when, not if. Does he then become the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL
1: history? I love how it's a staring—it's it a staring contest way. between these two. And like, oh, who's gonna
2: who's gonna put the pen on the paper first? And, and to go up an extra dollar, it's not substantial. Like it literally is. If I can make a hundred thousand dollars more than you, we're all happy.
0: I mean, the question, though, is, are you okay if you're the Jefferson camp just getting more than Cooper Cup, than Tyree Kill, which is in the ballpark of, what, about $75 million guaranteed? So how high on the guarantees do the Vikings need to go on Jefferson? Can they get away with going to 80, or do they need to go to 90? My sense is Jefferson absolutely doesn't want to sign a five-year extension. So are we talking a four-year or a three-year? But the guaranteed money, certainly one of the sticking points going back many months.
2: I believe the goal now, you guys, is three years, right? I I think the goal of guys like Jefferson is to go three years and then then hit the market again. Because if you go five years, you're now pushing, what, in his case, 28, 29? And so... I think what what the agents have come to the conclusion of is let's try to double dip this thing. And so the other thing I think to keep in mind on Jefferson in him uh, possibly becoming the highest paid player in the league is his, I'm sure, friendly rivalry with his good friend Jamar Chase, who's going to break the bank as well. And so they're probably hedging their bets to say, well, we don't want to, you know, we want a contract that Chase will probably exceed, but not by a, a lot. So Phil's right. It's like a, it's a it's a complete like. If we can get a little bit more than you, that's the key thing.
0: It is. Although Cincinnati will take care of Joe Burrow. That's another deal that may get yeah. done. Heck, this week. The Bengals traditionally aren't a franchise that like overpays, right? So okay, they get it. They have to pay Burrow. And yeah, I mean, I think you have to pay Chase as well. But how high will they go on Chase? undoubtedly it's not going to be on Jefferson five years right the question is in the Vikings world it's four years yes I think in the Jefferson camp world it's three years so who ultimately wins that battle on the term of the deal
1: yeah it's gonna be I I just I think it's interesting too that he's one of the only ones that just went to practice every single day I don't know does that what does that say about him the relationship with the team because he could have easily done the hold-in thing or the ear infection thing or any and or just a straight hold out until he became the highest paid player and he decided to say nope I'm gonna go full bore at practice joint practices and uh and put all the work in that I would have otherwise
0: and I mean the Vikings will tell you on the record behind the scenes they greatly appreciate that right now I don't know even behind the scenes if you can get them to fully admit all the frustration they had on the TJ Hawkinson front. Now it's kumbaya. I spoke with Hawkinson in the locker room on Monday. He's ready to go. Somehow, way. ear infection no longer an issue. Equilibrium no longer an issue. Lower back, upper back, whatever it is, migraines. He's good to go Sunday against Tampa.
2: It's a miracle. It's a football miracle, you guys. He's here. I mean,
0: Holden is the way to go, though. Why would you pay, Phil? Why would you pay the $50,000 a day fine? Now, I get it. Bosa, Jones, I understand, right? There are guys doing it. But to me, I think the new thing is this Holden. It's what we saw with TJ Hawkinson.
2: Actually, though, on Jefferson and Bosa, because they're in their first contract, the fines can be forgiven. Mm. So, like, the fines only apply if you're a veteran. So Hawkinson actually, if he had just left camp, would, would not have he, he would have been subject to the fine. And then when the contract got done, the old school, hey, it's all good. Forget that cash. Um, so it's actually your second contract that, that becomes the problem. So Jefferson, I just, you know what? I think Jefferson's just the type of guy who, who tries to pull as little crap as possible. I really come to the conclusion that I just think he's the type of guy who shows up, works hard, Knows he's going to get paid, doesn't really have a fear of being hurt. Cause I mean, Phil, you and Duke, you, you guys saw, you know, a few of those catches in training camp were like, oh my God, he's going to land on his leg and it's going to snap. And he, he just does it. So I think it's pretty simple. I think he knows he's going to, to get paid. I think he's comfortable. And I don't think he likes to, you know, I don't think he has any interest in causing, and this is weird for a receiver, anxiety.
0: Yeah, he's I mean, he's not a diva, right? He's no. not Stephon Diggs. He's not some of these other guys. I'm with you. He knows. His representation knows. Heck, the Vikings know. They are going to make him minimum the highest paid receiver in the game the second he puts pen to paper. Yeah, Jamar Chase may trump that down the road, but when he puts pen to paper, he'll become the highest paid wide receiver in the game and potentially, depending on the Bosa situation, the highest paid non-quarterback in the game now even with the second contract like Jones what the Chiefs may be able to do you would think at some point maybe it's still weeks away mid-season but you would think at some point the two sides come to some sort of resolution that is there some sort of extra bump something on the back side where yeah they can't forgive the $50,000 a day fine but they give him some sort of bump to somehow make up for a bunch of that lost money.
1: Hey, so we're going to, this is, I guess, a little bit of a preview before we record Purple Daily. We're going to kind of get into the state of Kirk Cousins and where things stand with him as a player, public perception, everything. Um, It's really fascinating that Kirk's approval rating among fans, media, probably even in the locker room, certainly among coaching staff compared to last regime is as high as maybe it's ever been since he entered the NFL, you could argue that he's maybe ranked as high compared to the other quarterbacks as he's been since he entered the NFL, you know, the eight fourth quarter comebacks last year, but he's going into the final year of his contract. So I guess this is kind of moving into like reckless speculation territory here uh, more than reporting Doogie, but what percentage would you put on Kirk being the Vikings quarterback in 2024? Right now, PFF has a brand new mock draft out after the first week of the college football season. They have the Vikings drafting a cornerback in the teens, but they do now have four quarterbacks going in the top 10. The two that we know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, who the Gophers are going to play here in a couple weeks against North Carolina, and then I believe Michael Penix and Bo Nix jumped into the top 10. Dion's kid just went into TCU and lit it up. He's a junior. So there's, there's a lot of options in the first round, potentially, if they want to go that route. What percent chance do you think Kirk is the Vikings quarterback next year?
0: I'll give you one more. Watching Duke Clemson last night, that Duke quarterback,
1: yeah, he's a yeah. cusp.
0: First-round pick. Is the last name Leonard? I'll add mm-hmm. this. Jamal Stevenson, high up. The pecking order has a lot to do with the draft. He was in Durham, North Carolina last night. He saw with his own two eyes in person how good that Duke quarterback is against a very capable Clemson defense, a defense that has a cornerback. That's a likely first-round pick. A linebacker, that's a day one or day two pick. Another linebacker, that's a day two, maybe early day three pick. Like, that Clemson defense has multiple NFL players. The Duke quarterback, maybe it wasn't an all-world night, but he had a good night. Right, Jamal Stevenson in attendance for that game last night. By the way, Jamal will be at Texas-Alabama this upcoming Saturday, but the percent chance on Kirk cousins, I will go slightly over 50%. Hmm. So I don't know if I'm hedging there a little bit, right? I mean, for me to say 50, 50, that would be stupid, right? I mean, that's not giving anybody anything. So I will go above 50%, but not significantly above 50%. I just, I can continue to see. I mean, I thought it months ago and Hey, you're right. With all the momentum you know, the, the buzz coming off the, the Netflix series, the way his teammates talk about him. I think there's a genuineness about it. I think he's, you're right, as beloved as he's ever been in a building. I think that means something. But here's the question. How many games do the Vikings win this year? Do they make the playoffs? Do they not make the playoffs? If they make the playoffs, how far do they advance in January? Right? So, I mean, there's a lot of things to factor in, but I'm just telling you, I absolutely can see a scenario where Cousins is this team's quarterback in 2024.
2: So, if Cousins has uh, the, the type of year, especially during the regular season that he did in 2022, in which the stats decrease a little bit, but he plays well, I guess my question is this what's he willing to take? So, like contractually, because if at his age, if he hits the market, I think he still has one contract left, like a three year, fair, you know, lucrative contract. So, but is Vikings- it San
0: Francisco after they pay Bosa, after they've paid? Devo? Right, that's what I'm saying.
2: But that's what I'm saying. But but in the Vikings' favor is this: uh, Kirk's not going to find a better fit than he has here right now. So is Kirk going to take a little bit less to stay here? Does Kirk try to break the bank, which he has previously? That's my question. Like like I I think this is going to be a very I I think there's very much two sides to this story. Uh, because I do think the Vikings would definitely be open to keeping him, but I don't know what their offer would be and if the, they would make the top one if he does get to March, which I think he's going to at this point.
0: I mean, how would you take less than Daniel Jones? Like, how would you do that, right?
2: If like, you want well, you to win if a
0: championship. well,
1: If you've made enough already.
0: Well, I mean, he's definitely made enough. I just don't know how you would do that. I still think the Niners... Right? I mean that's just that's the elephant in the room. We know what Kyle Shanahan thinks of Kirk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are we positive Brock Purdy is the guy he was so good last year? Are we positive yeah. that Purdy is going to be that good again this year? Mm. I just wonder about their cap situation after presumably they do pay Nick Bosa, but will the Niners have flexibility if they wanted to to pay Cousins next March?
1: Yeah. No, it's uh, there's there's a there's several teams too, and, and by the way, on the money thing, I mean Aaron Rodgers gets to a new place or gets to a place in his career, and you know where he's not trying to stick it to a front office like he was in Green Bay, and he decides, you know, I, I'll take a little pay cut to get some better players in here. You know, Tom Brady, obviously, uh, Drew Brees. So Drew Brees was a free agent the same offseason. Cousins signed with the Vikings. He elected instead of hitting an open market as a Hall of Fame quarterback and getting five teams in a bidding war. He said. Listen, I still want to make like $30 million here, but not as much as I probably could hitting the open market. I'm not asking Kirk to play for $15 million. I get it. He's going to make a certain amount of money. But he, if this thing gets to March next year, I doubt that the Vikings would be the highest bidder, I guess is what I'm saying. So he'd have, he'd have to make a choice between the Vikings, Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell, what they're building, et cetera, or a desperate team like the 49ers or the Raiders or the Patriots, whoever it is that would be looking for an upgrade over what they currently have. So well, what
0: about the Rams? I mean, the Rams. about Sean McVay, that connection. What's Matthew Stafford's future. I mean, there absolutely would be bidders. It's just a reminder of how much is at stake this year. It's not just cousins. I mean, the list of free agents is off the charts. The amount of guys that could be playing their final year in purple. It is a long, long list. Phil, I'm sure you've got all the names, but you know whether it's Danielle Hunter, K.J. Osborne, heck, Josh Metellus, whose role is about to ascend big time this year, Ezra Cleveland, right? There are so many guys that we just don't know, will they be here next year or will they not be here? I mean, K.J. Osborne, I think, will end up elsewhere. That's part of the reason why they drafted Jordan Addison. But there are other guys where... I just don't know. It'll depend on how this 2023 season goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Before we move into some other Vikings topics, and you've got some interesting twins nuggets as well, let's shout out our friends at MN Fat Loss. Doogie has had a nice little end of the summer here, losing some weight while other people are maybe ballooning this time of year.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to continue it, Phil. Let's make it a September 2 remember. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. If people are ballooning coming off Labor Day weekend, maybe a trip or two to the state fair, right? You indulged the last few weeks. Well, if you're now in the mindset of, hey, kids are back in school, it's back to normalcy, it's time to lose some weight, lean on my folks at mnfatloss.com. I began my journey on July 2nd. It was a 60-day reduction phase. I'm now into the maintenance phase. My goal in early July was, hey, I want to lose 20 to 25 pounds. Well, I'm down 20 pounds now reintroducing all sorts of foods back into my diet. What's great about MNFatLoss.com is they are experts. They just, they know what they're doing. You need to be educated. It's portion control. But exactly how much to eat, when to eat, what to eat. There's plenty of options. Protein, fruits, veggies. Heck, if you want, you know, some other stuff, there's some opportunities, right? It's not like... You know, it's a very, very strict diet. You have flexibility, but they educate you. You absolutely can lose weight leaning on the plan at MNFatLoss.com. I promise. If I can do it, you can too. Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600. That's 763-312-7600. Or schedule that free... Private consultation online, MNFatLoss.com. That's MNFatLoss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C. Results may vary.
1: And hey, over uh, at Skornorth.com slash shop, where you've been able to find our merchandise store over the past 10 months or so. we got a couple new things dropping later this week, maybe early next week. Working on timing there. You can also now find a collectibles wing. So com slash shop. Click on the collectibles wing. And you'll find Curtis our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. So many cool merchandise, uh, or I should say, collectibles items, memorabilia items, signed Justin Jefferson jersey, signed Justin Jefferson one handed catch against the Bills, uh, a Bud Grant, the late Bud Grant black and white signed and framed photo. Some great things for the man cave. Great things for gifts. Scorenorth.com/slash/shop. Click on collectibles. Promo code SCORE to save. That's S-K-O-R, to save 10% on all products site-wide. Uh, some great stuff there for you to check out. And yeah, let us know if there's things that you'd be interested in adding to the store that you would totally buy if it existed, let us know. And maybe we can get that thing uh, put up in the store. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices All right, back to uh, the scoopage here, Judd. I'll throw it to you for wherever you want to go here. Well, do you
0: want some leftover Vikings notes?
1: Oh, let's do – oh, oh. yeah. yeah. wong Wangwu low back
0: injury. It is trending toward – he has to miss these first four games, but the strong belief is he will be ready to go October 8th, that fifth game, that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. There is zero Dalton Reisner steam. I continue to get that question, even after they signed – David Klessenberry, whose wife, by the way, gave birth on Monday in Buffalo. So you think about the whirlwind of the last week, right? After the Bills let him go, some teams call, right? He had multiple options, decides to sign here, right? So lands with the Vikings, but then knows, hey, okay, free weekend. Need to fly back to Buffalo. Watch my second son be born, thankfully healthy baby boy, then gets back here for practice on Monday, right? He was telling me today, Tuesday, like he hasn't slept for days. He's like, I just, I need to catch up on rest on this day off Tuesday, then be ready to go at practice on Wednesday. But even after the Quest move, people have asked me, Hey, what about Dalton Reisner? What about after week one, right? That teams add guys after week one, we've seen that in the past, just zero. I'm just telling you like a lot would have to change this <laughs> moment. Zero. Dalton Reisner steam. so I just I don't see it. Trey Palmer, rookie wide receiver for Tampa. He'll be on the field a bunch on Sunday. He was a guy the Vikings liked a lot pre-draft. They had him in for a visit. If the Vikings didn't go wide receiver, Jordan Addison, first round, he was a guy they absolutely liked later in the draft. Watch him play a bunch of snaps for Tampa on Sunday.
2: To the Twins, Dukes. Uh, let's go to Byron Buxton. What are we to make now? And And I I understand that Baldelli actually said that the knee problems continuing is is not not a surprise. Well, it's not a surprise because that's why he was not in the outfield until now. But when he plays part of a game in the outfield, takes a day off, and then has to leave as the DH, the Saints game, two days after that. uh, Phil and I talked about this uh, on the Twins show yesterday as well. But what direction are the Twins going to go here? Because this is pretty... Scary stuff. Like, we're at a point now where we can one see why he was exclusively DHing, but two, is he stuck with that? Is there anything that they can do? Because I always go back to Baldelli said, you know, I think a year ago in May, it's a chronic knee problem. It's not going away, it's there for the long term. But this seems to be about as bad a result as you could possibly get.
0: Sure. Although, no change in the current plan that the twins aren't shocked that there's some tendonitis with that knee. The belief is this is short term. The issue is as we project ahead to Tuesday, October 3rd game one playoffs twins against who knows at this point, heck, I hope it's Texas. But yeah, Texas is in free fall. So maybe it's Toronto. Maybe it's Seattle. Maybe it's Houston. Don't think it'll be the Red Sox, but, Who knows? Maybe the Red Sox, but maybe at this point it'll be Toronto, regardless of who it is. Game one, October 3rd. It's impossible as we sit here on September 5th to somehow project that Byron Buxton can be in the lineup, whether it's DH or the better solution would be if he could actually play center field on October 3rd. So Eddie Julian can DH. We just don't know. It changes so constantly, so often, but I can tell you with this latest setback, the Twins are not surprised that it's still plan ahead. See how he feels today into tomorrow, but hopefully back in the Saints lineup sooner rather than later.
1: Mm. Yeah, I just, um, at this I point, get it, though.
0: I get the trepidation. I get it, Phil. I know where you're going. Go ahead. But I know where you're going, and I get it if he a doesn't lot have fans to. feel the same way. He doesn't have
1: to it. go there. You know. You're right. My, my, my facial expression says it all. And so does and I think Doogie's Doogie's uh, coffee cup is the facial expression of the twins front office pretending like nothing's wrong. (laughs) You know, the big smiley face for the audio audience. I just like at this point, Mm. you have to proceed forward. I know how much money he makes. I know I know what he can be when he's healthy, what the hope has been. I think he's going to be 30 years old this offseason. So, like, we're getting to the point, even just age wise, forget about the chronic knee issue where you can't really play center field at the high level that you used to. I proceed forward as if he doesn't exist now, go, like, literally now moving into the offseason. He's still going to be on the 40 man. He's, um, unless he retires, which if you're, if you're due five more years of $15 million, you ain't retiring. So, I proceed like he doesn't exist. And then if he shows up healthy in camp, and and throughout awesome then we'll it's a bonus we'll we'll find some at bats for you three times a week but like this whole – also like Joey what are we doing here with Joey Gallo's not going to be on the postseason roster is he I know he hit a home run off of a, an outfielder yesterday but like
0: what well I mean <laughs> where's the room now that first round that best of 3 how many pitchers are you taking 11 max
1: 11 so or 12 you have room no. for
0: 15 position players but at that point, we believe, unless there's another setback later on, but Alex Kirilov, okay, Castro is back. Byron Buxton, question mark. But maybe let's put him pencil Byron Buxton on that initial playoff roster. Now it can change after each round, but I'm just talking for that first round series. Are you thinking, Phil, 15 position players?
1: Uh, so it's, be. We'll let's see, here. I would I would probably go 14 position players and 12 pitchers. In, in you case need twelve in, pitchers
0: for a best of three,
1: so there's no Manford man in extra innings, right? If the first no man- game goes, yeah, no. if the first yeah, no game bills, goes yeah. fifteen innings, mm-hmm. I'm going to want those pitchers because I can't yeah. change. I can't can change before game two, right? Yeah.
0: You can't, but like I can make a case. Forgive me, Stevenson, just with his base running ability, hundred percent late inning pinch runner. I absolutely can be sold on him over Joey Gallo. I'm trying I to can. find the worth. With but, Joey Gallo, I get it. He's an above-average defensive outfielder, so maybe that. But I think I'd go Stevenson over Gallo. Like you just—you you can't sell me on on how Joey Gallo is worthy of a playoff roster spot.
2: And I don't want Joey Gallo. I I, I don't want the temptation there on Rocco's part to put him in the batter's box. Like that's my thing. His at bats are worthless. That there's not like what what is he. Ideally, what he brings you is the ability to, to pinch hit him and have some real pop, right? Like that's, that's Joey Gallo in Joey's prime. But now it's almost a sure strikeout. So that's what I don't want. I, I want to remove all temptation from everyone in that organization where Joey Gallo could sully a playoff game. That's my goal.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. I'll fully admit, by the way, in March, I thought he would have a good year. That there was this every other year thing 19 and 21, he was pretty good. 20 and 22, not so much. I just thought the trend would continue, that he would be good here. Smaller market, just better overall situation. I could not have been more wrong. I just, I could not have been. You know, the Twins gave him $11 million. He told me back in April, or maybe it was May, doesn't matter, but he had said there really wasn't much of a free agent market. So, I'm still confused who the Twins were exactly bidding against. Like, at one point, Toronto had a little of interest, oh, Colorado. But, like, I don't know if any team was, like, with an offer on the table approaching $11 million.
2: The Milwaukee Milkmen were coming strong. So
0: I'd really like My to know. tell me. Who did the Twins think? Now, hey, Scott Boris, great agent, right? So, he may have sold the Twins on, you know, some sort of market existing that really didn't exist. But who exactly were the twins bidding against? You know, to give him eleven million dollars,
1: dudes I did this once. You ever do a, like fantasy baseball yeah. auctions? Yeah. I did this once in a fantasy baseball auction. Where I remember when John Garland had a great, like one great year, and he, I think he won twenty games or something. And in an auction, you throw players out that you don't want early so that other teams can spend their money, right? And Got so it's them. my turn to throw a guy out. Like I was already stacked with pitching. and I was like, uh, John Garland for thirty bucks. Going once, going twice. Mackie, you get John Garland for that. Is that what happened? Uh, uh Yeah, uh, yeah let's, uh, let's let's we'll start no! the bidding with your client at uh, $10 million and some once other did, team.
0: You always start at one. There's no harm in starting at one. <laughs> well, right. Let's get on with it. Let's you get on what? with it. Get to 30. You know Joey Gallo, one year, 1 million. Fine. Sign me up. <laughs> so I don't know why you would have had to initially bid 11, Yeah, right, or 30 for John Garland. Just start oh, at
2: one. Awesome. I made Why the, the same. To
0: to and you really don't want the player than bail.
2: I made the same mistake in, in a fantasy basketball league in 92 with Dan Marley. I made the exact same mistake.
1: <laughs> well, he, was, threw, he, was pretty good, he was a pretty good player in 92. I threw him out
2: too much, though. Like, I was trying to get. So, like, I, I <laughs> yeah. skipped from, like, a, a quarter to a dollar. And I instantly got him. And it was a huge mistake. So, I know Dan exactly. What, Derek Falvey, I know how you feel. It happened to me with Dan Marley. Thunder Dan. <laughs>
0: here's where it could have gotten interesting so last week I don't know if these names were ever officially reported the twins put claims in on four guys
2: imagine if they
0: had gotten two three or even four if they had are we sitting here talking today about Joey Gallo not on the roster but they put claims in on Harrison Bader Hmm. no on Hunter Renfro then the pitcher they destroyed last night but historically, he's been good against the Twins. Like when Lucas Giolito has pitched against the Twins, he's been pretty good. The Twins put a claim in on Giolito, then put claims in on the two relievers, Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez. Now they were blocked left and right. Cleveland, I guess maybe those last two games against the Twins, last week swayed things. I was surprised. I just thought August 1st, you trade Bell, you trade Savali, Naylor out for all that time. You know, you're picking up Cole Calhoun. You know, I just – I didn't think Cleveland was actually trying to go for it. But I guess when you win those last two games at Target Field last week, they thought maybe. Yeah. Right? But it really didn't matter anyway because, like, the Reds put in a bunch of claims. The Marlins, these teams were in front of the Twins. Arizona, the Twins in Arizona were tied last week. So, I was misinformed. I had a mistake in one of my social media posts about Arizona being behind the Twins. I thought Arizona had one more win than the Twins, but the tiebreaker was last year's record. So Arizona had a worse okay. record in 2021 than the Twins, so Arizona was ahead of the Twins waiver claim-wise. So whether it was Arizona, Cincinnati, Miami, you know, it turned out to be Cleveland, but the Twins were just not getting any of those guys. What I'm just saying, in a different world, if one, two, three, or even all four guys had gotten to the Twins, I imagine we're talking today about Joey Gallo being an ex-Twin.
2: Giolito, huh? So, so essentially, the Guardians did the Twins an enormous favor by claiming Probably. Him. Yeah. Although,
0: I mean, heck, I guess Giolito would have pitched the other day instead of Dallas Keuchel. Right? So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Right? But, yeah, the Twins. Now,
2: rather have Keuchel right I was now. told
0: by a Twins official, like, they weren't confident they were landing anyone. So, you know, in their mind, they put the claims in, but they didn't think they were getting anybody. Yeah. So, hey, they were right. Now, I am surprised. I thought Randall Gritchek could have helped. You know, maybe not mashing lefties this year. But I thought, you know what? There's a little bit of a history there. But nobody put a claim in on him. I thought Renfro, too. But Renfro went to the Reds, so they were in front of the Twins anyway. But, yeah, the Twins did not put a claim in on Hunter Renfro.
1: Interesting. All right, dudes let's uh, let's get to final scoops here. What's left in your scoops bag for us?
0: Yeah, I'll just I'll leave you with this. Cody Lindenberg, to me the second best defensive player for the gophers so Tyler Newbin best defensive player but Cody Lindenberg the linebacker from Anoka did not play we did not know this until two hours beforehand last Thursday the Big Ten now has these teams put out injury reports just two hours before kickoff and we were told it's a lower body injury well oh it's I'm like hockey, it's like hockey injury
1: hockey FBI. injury reports
0: maybe it was even termed a leg injury but I'm told specifically, It's a hamstring injury. I guess I'll be surprised if he plays this week against Eastern Michigan to be determined. I mean, you should be able to beat Eastern Michigan, right, at home Saturday without Cody Lindenberg. But you want him back for September 16th against Drake May against North Carolina. So we'll see this time next week where he's at. But I sense it's unlikely that Cody Lindenberg is back this week for the Gophers.
1: Okay. All right. All right, good scoop session here today. Covered a lot of ground here. Great stuff, Dukes. Some good speculation mixed in. Darren Doogie Wilson from the 5 Eyewitness News sports team and the Scoop podcast every Tuesday and Thursday here on the show. Thanks, Dukes.
0: All right, boys. I'll see you on Thursday. Take it easy.
1: All right, there he is. Um, Wow. The Twins claimed, was it four or five? Four four guys. Giolito,
2: I didn't think that they'd claim him or put in a claim for him.
1: Here's a tease for you. Plenty more on that and the G thing and last night on today's Scornorth Twin Show, which is going to be Feedback Friday on a Tuesday because we, we didn't do a lot of feedback last week. We were more recapping some things, but uh, we'll get into the 20-run outburst last night and Royce Lewis with yet another Grand Slam and, and Immaculate Grid. And then on Purple Daily, we're leading you right up to the first game of the season, gentlemen and then Vikings vent line right after that first game of the season. The content train never stops on Score North. See you guys.